Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me as always, he just finished eating a chocolate squirrel. He is the captain. Which will probably give me the chocolate squirts. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today we are drinking Runner by Truman's Brewery over in beautiful London, England. Garage grade three and a half bottle caps out of five. Runner is a dark copper bitter that weighs in at 4% ABV. Brewed with three different hops and two types of malt, Runner is packed full of flavor yet remains easy drinking. That's why I'm easy like Sunday morning, Captain. Yeah, more like cheesy like Sunday morning. And this great beer was brought to us by these great kiddos right here. First up, we have Leah from Liverpool, Merseyside. And a big cheers, mates, to Brandy from Lexington, Kentucky. Next up, we have Jennifer in, I hope I get this right, Herculaneum, Missouri. And also in Missouri, we have Jessica in Springfield. And a big we like your jib to the whole Gore family in Alabama. And here's a big we like your jib to Emily and Katrine Ontario, and last but not least, we have Josie Dan. So thanks to everybody for filling up the fridge for this week's show. If you want to help us out for next week, go to truecrimegarage.com and click on the donate button. Please and thank you. And they're back, people. Band the van shirts. They were sold out. Now they're back in stock. Get them before they sell out again. And we also have a new logo shirt for the ladies, black with pink. Well, they were sold out. But we kept seeing these vans driving around, so we need you to get out there and do your part. Check that out at truecrimegarage.com in the store page. That is enough of the business. Everybody gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. Police file. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm,
January 20th, 1974 in Sacramento, California. In high school, he is a football star and goes on to play college ball for the Colorado Buffaloes and is a first-team All-American. In the spring of 1997, the Carolina Panthers were close to being a complete team, boasting one of the NFL's top defenses and an offense led by a promising young quarterback, Kerry Collins but the Panthers needed a solid number one wide receiver, and they decided to use the number 27 pick in the draft on speedster Ray Carruth. In his first season, Ray caught 44 passes for 545 yards and four touchdowns, and he earned a spot on the NFL's all-rookie team for 1997, though one could argue that that would pretty much be the peak of his pro football career and injuries would become a reoccurring theme for Carruth. In June of 1998, at a pool party, Ray Carruth met Sharika Adams, a Charlotte-area woman working in real estate as well as an exotic dancer. It wasn't until much later when Ray attended a birthday party for a teammate at the strip club at which Adams worked. This is when a relationship started between the two, Now, there are varying accounts of what this relationship was. Later, Ray would state on the record, quote, we randomly hooked up a handful of times and never made it about anything more than that. But according to friends of Sharika's, after she found out she was pregnant by Ray, she was determined to have the baby and even mentioned she wanted to have a family with Carruth. But for Carruth, this was an issue. 
Carruth fathered a child with his high school sweetheart in Sacramento and was paying child support to her. Now, I want to go on the record as in stating I've seen some reports that say Ray wasn't always good about paying the child support or only paid portions of the child support. Yeah, big NFL star. He doesn't have time to pay child support. So with that and other issues with Carruth's finances and a slew of football injuries, Ray asked Sharika to abort the child. In 1999, Ray became acquainted with Van Brett Watkins, a security guard at a strip club who began doing odd jobs for Carruth. He's a native of New York. Watkins had a lengthy criminal history, serving time in prison for various crimes. And he claims to have killed four people in different states and has got away with all four murders, this all prior to meeting Carruth. At some point, Ray Carruth offered to pay Watkins to beat up Sharika Adams, making her abort her baby. This conversation led to an even worse deal. Ray Carruth would pay Watkins $3,000 up front and then $3,000 after Watkins killed Sharika Adams. Now Watkins drags his feet on this. Ray is offering up ideas, ways for Watkins to kill her, but Watkins thinks that many of Ray's plans are too risky. It's not so much that he would say that he has a problem killing her or making this hit. It's more of all of Ray's suggestions turn out to be ways that Watkins thinks he's going to get caught for this. Right. Well, this all changed very fast one day in November of 1999. This all changed very fast one day in November of 1999 when Sharika Adams was eight months pregnant with Ray Carruth's baby. So they're going to be going on a date that night. Now, this is a bit of a break of, an, of the norm for their relationship. So Carruth has always kind of been seeing Sharika, but it's always kind of on the DL. And Sharika wants to make this an actual relationship. She's already decided she's going to have this baby and therefore... She wants a relationship with the baby's father. Well, and she's an interesting person because, one, she is drop-dead gorgeous. On top of that, she's this very kind person. But whatever happened to her in her past, she is the definition of uh, like an amazing person that doesn't understand their worth and that she's just kind of willing to put up with nonsense. And so here's this football player. Yeah, he has a lot of money, people could say. Oh, she sounds like a gold digger, but I don't think that's the case. This guy is treating her like dirt most of the time. Well, and she's a determined individual. Okay. So one thing that I've seen in her short life is that when she sets her mind to something, she achieves it. Yeah. Okay. And so to be perfectly clear, what it looks like to me here is that we have a situation where she was determined to have the baby, raise the baby with or without Ray Carruth. Right. Okay. In an ideal, perfect scenario, they would form a family and have a future together. And that's what she was hoping for. Now I have to believe here behind closed doors, Ray is probably telling her what she wants to hear. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe so too. So this was going to be a big night for Sharika and she thinks in a good step forward in their relationship because they're going to go on what her mother would later refer to a real date. They were going to go out on the town together. They were going to go to see a movie together. This was the uh, bone collector movie. Well, and let's just talk about Ray real quick because he is not the most handsome guy. He has a kind of has a 
ugly forehead. <laughs> he, He's got a five head. Yeah, he has a five head. In the, <laughs> but like in one picture, he looks like a cone head with a goatee. And then the other picture, like the side profile, it almost looks like there's a double-decker bus mm-hmm. on top of his head. Um, but then in some pictures, he looks normal and looks you know, decently good-looking guy. But it's like some of the pictures, it's like, well, this guy is fugly. Well, I don't know how charming he would have been. Um, most of his teammates often say that he was a bit more of a quiet type. Right. They didn't know him real well. He kind of stayed in the background a bit. But you got him where he's got, you know, he went to college. He was a football star in college, so much so that he's drafted in the first round of the NFL. Right. So he probably looks like a promising suitor. You know, if you're if you're a female attracted to a, a professional football player or a professional right. athlete. He's, he's athletic. He's young. He, he's possibly going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, so as far as like career wise goes, he's college educated. So, but the problem is he seems to have like the Aaron Hernandez syndrome mm-hmm. where it's like you, you go to school, you do the right things, you get drafted to a good team. And then you decide that you, you want to be a badass, and that you want to be like a gangster. You know what I mean? You know, you're you're spot on, and that's actually how many people describe Ray Carruth as someone that he had a good upbringing, he went to college, he had every advantage given to him. Yeah. Yet, for some reason, he had something in him that he wanted to be a bit of a thug or a bit of a bad boy. And he, you know, he did have other girlfriends that he was stringing along around the same time right. that Sharika didn't know anything about. But... Again, regardless, she believes that their relationship is moving in the right direction. She's eight months pregnant. She's going to be having this baby soon. Right. And now they're going out on what she is telling her mother is their first real date to go to the movies. Right. Well, earlier that same day, this is before the date that Ray invited uh, Sharika on. He has Watkins along with two other guys. This is Michael Kennedy and Stanley Abraham, they are both, all three of them are at his house. Now, Stanley Abraham and Michael Kennedy are both reported local drug dealers. So he's associating himself with people from, let's say, the other side of the tracks. Right. Okay. And we would have a lot of his teammates would later say, we didn't really understand why he was hanging out with these types of characters, why he would spend his time spending time with all these thugs. Well, you're right. Yeah. Right. So they're all at his house. And at some point, Ray, now by this point, he is been talking to Watkins about killing Sharika for months. Yeah. Six months. And he's not done anything about it. Watkins. And he's starting to think Ray's starting to think, Hey, this isn't going to get done. So he starts telling Kennedy, Hey, we need to get a gun. We need to get this, whole plan in action. Kennedy explains to him that he could find a gun for him, but he tells Ray, I know what you're going to use it for. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm not supplying you with a gun. Right. Later, Kennedy would say that Ray in some roundabout way kind of threatened Kennedy saying something like, this is going to happen no matter what. Now, you know about it, regardless if you're involved or not. Right. Anyway, long story short, Kennedy does go and buy 
a gun and this is a 38 revolver. And if anybody's seen pictures of this, there are pictures of this gun online. It's a, if I were like looking for a weapon to defend myself or to use in an attack, this, (laughs) this would not be my first choice. This looks like it's okay. So it's a silver gun with a black handle, Mm -hmm. but it is visibly rusted. Like it, it doesn't, I would question if it would even operate at this point, this guy has a record. So he's, Taking whatever he can get. Yeah. He has to get a gun illegally. Kennedy says that Ray gave him $100, five $20 bills to go and purchase this gun. He buys the gun and it comes with five bullets. So Kennedy, he's going to drive around and he's going to be driving around with Watkins and Abraham in his vehicle for several hours. Why? While Ray Carruth and Adams, they go on their date, right? Which, The movie ends and the date is winding down just before midnight. So after the movie, Ray tells Sharika that he wanted to spend the night at her house. Again, something that doesn't happen or has not happened in this relationship. Bullshit. So at some point they're going to go get his vehicle. They're now driving separate vehicles back to her home. Caruth's car is in front and Sharika is following Ray Caruth, but this is with Kennedy, Watkins, and Abraham all in Kennedy's car trailing Sharika Adams. And I'm assuming she doesn't know that. No, I, it's it's a little tricky because they were at his home earlier that day. I don't know if she knew these individuals. I think that Ray's relationship with Watkins was lengthy enough that Sharika probably knew of Watkins. So as the three cars traveled along, this is odd enough, but they traveled along Ray Road. This is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. They came to a more secluded section of Ray Road. There, Carruth stopped his car in front of Sharika Adams' car. Kennedy pulled his car up alongside Adams' car, boxing her in. Then Watkins opened fire shooting at Sharika until he fired all five of his bullets. The two cars with the men driving them sped away, leaving Sharika there alone to die. But somehow, amazingly, she was still alive. Yeah, so to be clear about this, Ray stops his car to pin her in. Preventing her from moving forward. Right. And then so then they come on the side. This is very similar to what people think happened in like the Tupac shooting yes and let's be clear about this too after the shooting ray just drives away yeah yeah as does the other vehicle leaving sharika there i mean she's very badly wounded bleeding profusely and near death somehow it's pregnant she using her cell phone she calls 911 and on that call you can hear sharika telling 911 i've been shot i've been shot she says I was following my baby's daddy, Ray Carruth, the football player. He was in the car in front of me and he slowed down and somebody pulled up beside me and did this. Then the medic asked, and then where did he go? Sharika says he just left. I think he did it. I don't know what to think. Somehow she had the strength to hold on and the wherewithal to continually sound her car horn 
this is to alert responders to her exact location as they made their way to the very precise description of her location that she was able to provide them on the phone. Well, at some point she's saying, I'm on this road, I'm on this road. And the, and the dispatcher is going, I don't know what you're saying. Could you imagine you've been shot? You're eight, eight months pregnant. You're calling for help and you're, and you're audible, but it's not audible to the other person. Yeah. And you're going, Oh, I'm on this road. I'm on this road. What road? Shit. Lady, I got to spell it out for you. Well, and the thing is, too, you know, we heard a portion of that 911 call in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, you can hear the pain and agony that Sharika is in, and she's fighting through that. And she's, I mean, she's giving them a very precise directions to where she is. You know, hey, this is my location. She's spelling out the name of the road. Right. And, but you can also hear the difficulty during that conversation. It's not it's a little tough to discern what's going on. You do have the operator or the medic. I know that they switch lines at some point, but as they are telling her, Hey, you are on a mobile phone. So we don't know your location. You need to tell us where you are and hang on so we can get people there to help you to save your life. Right. And I cannot, I, I mean the strength in this young woman to, be able to hold it together and describe exactly where she is. Because later when they find her, you can go back and listen to the 911 call and you can tell she's spot on with where she's saying she is. No, but here's where it concerns me a little bit. You know, Ray slows down. She saw that happen. She knows what happened. She knows he's responsible. She knows he's in on this. And if you don't know when he stopped the car, and you felt the bullet, you know, when he drove away. But to me, this is a sign that this individual, when she goes, I don't know what to think. That's, that's a direct reflection of, I don't know what my worth is. Well, but it's also, I mean, she is very clear and very smart to tell the operator. I think that he did this right. and name him specifically and say what his actions were during, during the course of these events. Well, and, it's also great when she actually says his name, who he plays for and his number. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was number 89 and she says that. And so she's very specific on describing who he is so that the operator and everybody that would listen to this call in the future would know exactly who this guy is. 86. At one point, he was 83. Well, he was 86. He, I, I actually think he may have been 89 at this point. So one thing with Ray Carruth, and I didn't know we'd get it too much into it, he was very much about his appearance and his image, so much so that in his very short professional football career, he changed numbers many times. And that's actually not completely unheard of. You know, a lot of times a guy will show up to a team and somebody else has the number that they desire for whatever reason, and they will offer money to exchange numbers, exchange jersey numbers. And Ray Caruth... It was 83, 84, 86, 89. Jeez. Look, when you have a giant cone head like that, you got to be worried. I mean, they probably had to make a special helmet for this dude. Well, emergency services responded to Sharika Adams in 12 minutes. This is after she dialed 911. Sharika Adams was transported to Carolina's medical center 
where her baby was delivered via emergency cesarean section, approximately 80 minutes after she was shot. The initial prognosis was, to put it very blunt, it was bad, very bad. At best, they thought Sharika might somehow survive the shooting, but her baby would likely die. Sharika regained consciousness approximately seven hours after giving birth. She couldn't talk, but she was able to scribble notes to detectives in order to communicate regarding the questions they were asking about what had transpired. One of the notes that she wrote was, he was driving in front of me and stopped in the road. She also wrote, and a car pulled up beside me and he blocked the front and never came back. She's obviously talking about Ray Carruth here. As far as her response to the question of whether Carruth was involved, she drew only a question mark. After a short bit, Sharika Adams went back to sleep and never regained consciousness. The baby was named Chancellor Lee, and just like some sort of miracle, he was beginning to improve in spite of doctors' concerns of brain damage. Sharika's condition, however, got worse and worse. Now, while this is all going on, we have an investigation that is happening, and we have detectives that are looking and talking to Ray Carruth, because one thing they know, and he does not know, is that Sharika was able to give his name during the course of the 911 call. So they're talking to Ray Carruth and they went ahead and they pulled his cell phone records. Well, one thing that's interesting about his cell phone records is they see a, a number on there, a phone number on there that they didn't know who this belonged to yet. He had called this number like 150 times in the course of a very short period of time over the course of a couple months. Okay. So they give him his phone records and they're like, you know, who is this number? Who is this number? Who does this number belong to? And they're going through the the numbers and Ray skips over that phone number, the one that they wanted to know the most about. Why? Because what they have is his cell phone information. They could figure out through the uh, pings of the cell phone that not only could Sharika Adams verbally state that he was in front of her car around the time that she was shot, they could put his cell phone with her or near her at this same time. And on top of that, that day, that evening leading up to that shooting, he's making phone calls. Some of them are to shriek Adams and some of them are to this unknown phone number. Well, yeah, the unknown phone number is going to a hotel motel holiday Inn hotel. And who is at the hotel? None other than Van Brett Watkins, the gunman. Yes, after they speak with Watkins, he's going to give them other names. Arrests are going to be made. This includes Watkins, Abraham, Kennedy, and Ray Carruth. Ray Carruth was able to post a $3 million bail, but this came with conditions. One, he was not to leave Mecklenburg County. And two, he was to turn himself in if either Sharika Adams or Chancellor Lee died. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. 
or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch. To Mint Mobile. All plans come with high speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan 
Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right. Cheers, mates. Cheers. Now, tragically, in the early afternoon of December 14th, 1999, Sharika Adams died at the age of just 24 after spending almost a month in a coma. Now, facing charges of first-degree murder, Ray Carruth, always the coward, fled North Carolina. A young woman named Wendy Cole, an acquaintance of Carruth, who was planning to attend cosmetology school in California, agreed to take him with her. Late that December night, Carruth hid in the trunk of Cole's Toyota Camry. After driving through the night, Cole checked into a Best Western hotel along the interstate. This was in Tennessee. She would eventually call Ray Carruth's mother and say, hey, he's with me. We've been traveling. He was fleeing the area. Ray Carruth's mother then calls the bail bondsman that set bail for Ray Carruth. This is a $3 million bail. Yeah. All right. They posted it for him. If he doesn't show up, if he doesn't turn himself in, they're going to lose their bail money. So they want to find him. The reason that Carruth's mother called them was because she feared that the longer he ran, that police would eventually catch up with him. And when they did, it might go down in a way that he gets killed during the course of attempting to arrest him. Right. So the police, the FBI, the bail bondsmen, all these people armed with this information, knowing what hotel that they're staying at in Tennessee, they show up to this location. They speak with this woman, Wendy Cole and God bless her. I know that from the outset, from the onset of this, she was doing the wrong thing, letting right. him, him flee. But we, we should be thankful that she did the right thing before it was too late. She phones this thing in, they go to the hotel 
And she still feels some kind of loyalty to Ray. You know, at this time, we he's innocent until proven guilty. Not with that forehead. And she doesn't outwardly tell the detectives or the FBI exactly where, where Ray is because he's not in the hotel room with her. He's still in the trunk of her car parked in the parking lot. So they keep asking her, where is Ray? Well, she's hinting to them. It takes them a minute to pick up on it. She keeps looking at the keys at the car keys because they actually thought that once that they checked the hotel, that Ray was out on foot, you know, maybe looking for food or just out in the area. Right. They go to the car and they open up the trunk and they arrest Ray Carruth without incident. Ray had actually been in the trunk of that vehicle for like 20 hours by this time. This leads us to the trial, right? And this trial is a very interesting one for many reasons. First, this was one of the most high profile criminal cases in the history of Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as the history of the NFL. Ray Carruth's defense attorney was David Rudolph. Now, anybody that's seen The Staircase knows who David Rudolph is. Yeah. Rudolph's defense of Carruth centered around Carruth being caught up in a drug deal with Watkins that had gone wrong, not a hired hit to kill Sharika. What this means is their story, because you have these three individuals, Watkins, Abraham, Kennedy, they're all saying the same thing. Watkins was hired to kill Sharika Adams that Ray Carruth hired him to kill this woman to get rid of her and the baby that she was going to have. Ray Carruth's defense is, I was using my money as an investment with Watkins. We, meaning Ray, was going to fund the purchase of a truckload of drugs. And that when the truckload was to come in, Ray backed out and told Watkins, I don't want to do this. It's illegal. I'm not paying for this. Watkins... What they allege is that Watkins killed Sharika Adams in retaliation for not for Ray not paying for those drugs. Right. And there was some weight to this claim because you have Rudolph's defense that centered around a quote that Watkins had supposedly told a jailer while they were waiting trial where he stated, if he had just given us the money, none of this would have happened. You know, meaning that it was Ray's fault. If he would have just paid for that truckload of drugs, I wouldn't have had to retaliate and kill Sharika Adams. Yeah. So Ray's story is basically this, that the night of the murder, when they left the movie, Ray was getting nervous that Watkins was going to come after him. So he didn't want to stay at his home. So he tells Sharika, let's go get my car or get your car, whoever's car they weren't in. We'll ride separately back to your place. I can stay at your place. He won't know that I'm there. He says that when he saw Watkins and Kennedy and Abraham in that car pull up, that he panicked. Ray Carruth panicked and fled the scene. At trial, Kennedy testified, claiming that Ray Carruth commissioned Watkins for the hit and that he had threatened to kill Kennedy if he did not assist with the plot. Testimonies were also given by Michelle Wright, who had birthed Carruth's first child, and then Amber Turner, Carruth's former girlfriend, who aborted a pregnancy that she had via Carruth. The most compelling testimony came from Van Brett Watkins, who maintained over the course of two days that Carruth had hired him to kill Adams. Carruth, for his part, never took the stand. Again, let me set this up. This is the shooter. 
this is the guy that pulled the trigger and he is being cross-examined and they're trying to get him to slip up. Now the audio is rough. It's coming from a VHS tape, but I think you'll find it compelling. And uh, you've, uh, you've got a gun there that you said he told you to get down in Atlanta, right? He did. The purpose of that gun, according to you, is to carry out this shooting, right? Exactly. And so you get this call and you're, and you're petrified, and so you go over there um, because you're so petrified, but you don't bring the gun that you supposedly bought for purposes of this hit, right? Exactly. So you're sort of a hitman without a weapon. Is that what you are? If that's what you want to say. Well, that's what you were, according to you. If that's what you, I can kill you with my hands. Okay. Is that what you were? I can kill you with my hands. Well, I don't need first, a gun. This is Mr. Watkins again. Okay, I didn't need a gun. Okay. I put, I left the gun there in hopes that he would deter him from doing what he did. Now, you get there, he must have been pretty angry at you for not bringing the gun that he had told you to get, wasn't he? He's ordering everybody around. Well, heck, I mean, you show up the hitman without the gun? And he made sure I did another vicious, one. Excuse me, sir, I'm still asking a question. And this vicious criminal who's never had as much as a parking ticket in his life that takes a that, uh, that commits me. a murder that commits a murder on his first time out for crime what was he going to escalate to mr watkins yes sir i'm sorry be quiet, be quiet just a minute let him finish the question but again mr rudolph i know it's cross-examination don't be argumentative in yes, your questions sir. yes sir must have been mighty angry at you to show up at his house for this hit without the gun, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Excuse me? Wasn't he? I just answered you. What's your answer? Yes or no? Wasn't he? Yeah. And so did he say, well, you go on back and you go get that gun because I don't need to be spending another $200 and having Mr. Kennedy running all around all night looking for a gun when... I didn't need a gun. Okay, to, for me to kill somebody, I don't need a gun. Can't you look and see? I'm 286 pounds. Okay, I would rip you like a rag doll. Okay? Is that what you are going to do to Sharika? I could have, but I didn't. Okay, I could have killed her, the baby. Okay, that wasn't my beef. I didn't kill my wife with the meat cliver. I threatened her. Okay, I didn't hit Bridget with the crowbar. I threatened her. I was a dog barking. I didn't do nothing. I ran. After my wife did that to me, I left New York, packed up, took my tools, and said, I'm a good-looking man. I'll be able to get another woman. Left, went to Atlanta, was in a strip club with hundreds hundreds. When I had a problem with the girl I was dealing with in Atlanta, packed up. Went to Charlotte, met Bridget. When I had a problem with Bridget, I packed up. Went back to Atlanta. I ran. This is what I tried to encourage the young man to do. 
I told him not to do it. For six months, I avoided him. I didn't go ahead and do it. I couldn't do it. He forced me to do it. He threatened me and the ones I loved. And it's still not over. So feel it. Feel the truth. Okay, I come from a city where you can feel it. You can tell when someone's selling you shit and when somebody's telling the truth. Feel it. Or your city is doomed. It'll be like New York and Atlanta within 10 years. Remember what I said. He's representing a person who killed, had his baby's mama and baby contracted out to kill. And all the time I'm looking at my girl and baby. How did you think I felt? I'm still human, even though I have a long criminal history. I did it all, but I'm still human. God forbid. I'm done, Your Honor. Anything further? You're right about that. Did you say to detention officer Griffin, two weeks after you caused that, I hope the bitch dies? Did you say that? That's the bitch I was talking about. Oh, I see. Break a roof. Oh. That's the bitch I was referring to who got me into this. Oh. Okay? This is the bitch I was referring to. Oh. He didn't stand up. I stood up for mine. I said I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it because he made me do it. Okay? He made the other two also do it. Okay? That's your client. The bitch. At the time that you made that statement, Sharika Adams was fighting for her life, right? Did the captain tell you what happened that day? My question is, Sharika Adams was fighting for her life, wasn't she? She was, but this, this wasn't about Sharika Adams. It was about the person who got me involved in all this. For six months, the client did this. This wasn't a one-day affair. It was for six months he dragged me into something that I didn't want to be involved with. Your client. Now, have you ever referred to women as bitches? It's not, uh, it's not uh, something I would do all the time. If I did it, I did it in anger. I said, right. If you were angry at a woman, you'd say, you bitch, right? Yeah. But if a dude acts like a bitch, okay, like your client, the insult doubles. I think with a woman. There it is. Uh -huh. who, who didn't stand up. Who didn't say, look, I did this. Look, I am sorry. I did this. I'm going to, I'm going to, what he said was, I'm going to save myself after the murder. Uh -huh. You're defending this. Were you, were you hoping that Miss Adams died? I got a second degree murder charge. The rest of my life in prison. If she would have lived, I wouldn't have the rest of my life in prison. Sir. So you could answer that question. You, you claimed 
in this statement you made to the police that Mr. Carruth had uh, threatened you. Is that right? Yeah, he threatened me and my family. Right. And I think you told me you were particularly concerned about uh, your family, right? More, more so them than me. Right. Because you're a pretty big guy, right? Size doesn't have nothing to do with it. Well, you're a lot bigger than he is, right? He's a lot more dangerous than I am, though. Yeah, because he has a really violent background compared to yours. Is that, no, is that it, took, sir? He took murder as his first charge. I see. Okay? I never murdered nobody in my business. This was his business. Yes, sir. He took murder for the first charge. We understand that that's your story, sir. We understand that's your story to save your life, sir. Save my life? My life is still gone. Save what life? It's gone. Are you going to be strapped to a gurney, sir? Either way. Are you going to be strapped to a gurney? Either way. Are you going to be strapped to a gurney? Are you going to be strapped to a gurney? I don't know. Ooh, the intense intensity of that cross-examination gets me every time. It's like a pressure cooker. Yeah, I mean, he just, he's like talking when he's not supposed to talk. Right. He just keeps going. And and he'll tell you, he'll let, he'll lay out. All the ways he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and Rudolph would later say that from time to time, he was making sure that the bailiff was present in the courtroom, that there were law enforcement members present in the courtroom because he was worried that this guy was going to come over the, the stand and come at him. Right. And at one point, when you watch this on TV, you could see the jurors. They all start leaning back. They want to get as far away from Watkins as possible as you see him amping up and amping up. Right, because all of this footage, I believe it was all covered by court TV. Well, Watkins is a big dude. Yeah, and he's 6'4", 280, 290. And he's mean and he's evil. I mean, yeah. there's no way around it. Yeah, and he'll tell you. He'll tell you that. On January 19th, 2001, Ray Carruth was found guilty of discharging a firearm into an occupied property of conspiracy to commit murder and using an instrument with intent to destroy an unborn child, but not found guilty of first-degree murder. This was a very difficult thing. This case was very difficult. This trial was very difficult. Yeah. And the jurors were put in a tough spot here. And the reason why that they didn't find him guilty of first-degree murder, they said that they wanted to give him second-degree murder, which ultimately he would end up getting a longer sentence. The problem they had with this was they were instructed at the beginning of the trial that these are the charges that Ray Carruth faces. Right. One of them is first degree murder. If you, you can find him guilty of that or innocent of that. However, if you find him guilty of, I'm sorry, innocent of first degree murder, you can't charge him. You know, he won't be tried for second degree murder. It's either first degree murder or not guilty. Yeah. And the reason why I believe the jurors were put in a tough spot here is they are seeing these other three individuals that were involved in the murder of Sharika. They take the stand. They get to hear their side of the story, their versions of the events. And they're seeing these guys, and these guys are getting second-degree murder charges. Right. Specifically Watkins. The jurors said, you know what? We had a real problem with seeing Watkins on the stand, knowing he's getting charged with second-degree murder, and he pulled the trigger five times and killed this woman. Yet this guy that's on trial right in front of us is getting charged with first degree murder. Yeah. 
So it's one of those things that like, if you could hop in the DeLorean and go back in time and, and restructure this thing, I'm not saying anyone was to fault here. Great Scots. But if the jurors were given the opportunity to convict Ray of second degree murder, yeah. they would have gave him that without a doubt. And that ended up leading to a shorter sentence than most wanted for Ray Carruth. And in fact, he was facing the death penalty if he was going to be convicted of first degree murder. Ray yeah. Carruth was sentenced to a period of no less than 18 years and 11 months and no more than 24 years and four months in prison. He was given credit for the 13 months that he served in prison following December of 1999 towards his sentence. As far as Carruth's co-conspirators are concerned, Kennedy served 11 years in prison before he was released in 2011, and Abraham went to prison for less than two years prior to his release in 2001. Watkins is not slated to be released until 2046. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense here. I think one on how each, each individual was charged. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, I think the system sucks because here's somebody with money. And money is going to get you a better defense. And, and that, I think, ultimately is why he got a lesser sentence than he deserved. I mean, I believe... Everybody involved, not only did they take somebody's life, but they, because of the complications of birth, this mm -hmm. person is affected with these handicaps for the rest of their life. Yes. And, and Chancellor not, Lee, right. And not only that, but now other family members have to rally around to support him and help him through these challenges. So, you know, but again, it's, if you have some money, You'll get a lighter sentence. Well, let's talk about something here, because often in the cases we cover, Captain, there are no heroes. You know, in, in an unsolved case, often we are left with no heroes. Sometimes there are heroes. This case is weird because we have a lot of heroes. Okay, obviously we have the law enforcement individuals that made these arrests, that did yeah. the, you know, the hard work deducing what actually happened and went down that night that this woman was killed. We have the EMT for showing up. Yeah, we, we got all the first responders that we get to hear about often. But on the flip side, uh, on the reverse side of the coin, the, the side that's away from all these monsters that were involved in ending this young woman's life. Right. The victim herself, who's no longer with us, Sharika, is a superstar hero. I mean, mm -hmm. she she was not, most people would not have lived through that experience minutes or hours or even the length that she did. But on top of that, she was able to assist in the investigation to lead investigators directly to Ray Carruth and ultimately to give birth to Chancellor Lee. Yeah. Chancellor Lee, another hero. And we'll get to him in just a second. But we have Sandra Adams, Sharika's mother. This woman is a saint. This is this woman, I tell you what, I've read and viewed many interviews with this woman. Yeah. If everyone had her heart and her intelligence, this world would be the perfect place to live in. She is a saint. She took on this, this challenge. Every child is a challenge. Yeah. But Chancellor Lee had special challenges and she took on that challenge and she has raised this boy for the whole time that this terrible father who wanted him dead sat in prison. 
and she has asked nothing of no one along the way. She has, she had the strength, man, and she gave that to her daughter, and her daughter passed that along to her son. Yeah, well, now you get this five-headed monster getting out of prison, and he, he, you know, he makes these claims that he wants to be involved in this kid's life. Like you're responsible for the death of his mother. You're you're responsible for his extra challenges that he faces on a daily basis and you're responsible for that and you want to be involved in this kid's life like he's a big he's a bigger piece of shit than i thought well and i want to talk about chancellor lee here for a little bit because he is now um 19 years old he just recently turned 19 years old yeah and kudos to this young man because he has done a lot of things that medical professions professionals said he would never do You know, they said he would never walk. He would never talk. These were the challenges that this little boy faced because of Ray Carruth. And guess what? He talks. He walks. Yes, he needs some assistance, and he's learning more and fighting through every day. But guess what? I like the cut of his jib. That's right. He's a special individual. Yeah. And so I just wanted to make sure that through the whole mess of what happened that night, we don't we don't lose track that there are some heroes here. There are some superstars, and it's Sandra, Sharika, and Chancellor Lee. And like you said, all these years later, Ray Carruth, he gets out of prison. At the age of 44, he was released from prison. And to this day, he maintains that he did not conspire to kill Sharika Adams. Right. But he has publicly stated that he accepts responsibility for her death. I, I, I scoff at that. I laugh at that. Although Carruth has long disputed the words of Sharika's mother, Sandra Adams, Carruth followed a February 2018 letter to Adams. And this was published by WBTV. This was apologizing for his role in the death of her daughter. And he states, I'm apologizing for the loss of your daughter. I'm apologizing for the impairment of my son. But again, never accepting guilt. Yeah. What I think is interesting here, Captain, is the dynamic of these individuals and at the soul and heart of who these individuals are. Ray Carruth is a coward. He's a runner. And for whatever reason, his speed is what led him to the NFL. But what we saw time and time again with Ray Carruth and what we will continue to see with Ray Carruth in the future, when something, when he has a problem, when he has an issue, When he has a challenge, he runs from it. He ran from the birth of his first child. He had one of his children aborted. He tried to kill the mother of 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 Chancellor Lee. Yeah, tried to kill Chancellor Lee, and then when he's due to get arrested, he fled the state as well. Now that he's out of prison, yes, he claimed he wanted to be or have some kind of involvement with his son, and what we would ultimately see is him turn away from that as well. Personally, I'm kind of glad that he did. I don't trust this guy at all. I wouldn't want him anywhere near me and I don't want him anywhere near Sandra Adams or chancellor Lee. Well, what's really interesting to me is he writes this long letter. He doesn't really, like you said, take responsibility for it, but he says he wants to be involved. Blah, 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 blah. Flippity flu. Right. Right. But then, it's like a day or two later that he then there's a new statement 
I mean, we're we're talking about pages upon pages in a letter, and his new statement that is, uh, he's going to respect their wishes, and it's probably best for everybody involved that there is no relationship between him and his son. Mm-hmm. I find that strange. I think, like you said, he's a coward. I I think somebody threatened him. I think somebody said. You're a piece of shit. You don't. You should never be involved in this kid's life. And I think somebody stood up for um, her family, the grandmother and the son. I think somebody stood up for them and said, "Hey, you're not going to come around here. And if you do, there's going to be trouble." And then he said, "I don't need to be involved." On the flip side of the coin, what's what's interesting to me is that we have Ray Carruth who is a coward, a runner, a man that flees from any challenge in front of him. Real son of a bitch. We have three generations of the Adams that when given a challenge, they meet it head on, they accept the challenge, and they defeat the challenge. All three very strong, very strong individuals. I want to send everybody, point them in a direction if they want to learn more about this case or about the Adams or about Ray Carruth. There's an individual who's got an incredible body of work. His name is Scott Fowler. He works for the Charlotte Observer. He was there from the very beginning of this whole story. He was working in Charlotte for the Observer when they drafted Ray Carruth. So before this whole nightmare happened, he was there covered everything regarding Ray's professional career up to the murder, the trial and all the aftermath. And he spent a good deal of time with Sandra Adams and with chancellor Lee Adams. So I recommend looking up any of his articles. You can find plenty of them online. Again, that's Scott Fowler. His last name is spelled F O W L E R. And he also did a podcast called Caruth. So I recommend that you check that out and we will put that on our page at truecrimegarage.com. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Make sure you check us out. All of our old shows on Stitcher and off the record on Stitcher Premium. Till next week, be good, be kind, and don't litter. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.